My name is Walter Latham, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michelle Sweeney-McCombs. And this episode is going to be about Michelle, as you know. Let me just back up a little bit. As you know, Michelle is a celebrity hairstylist in New York City. All right? And uh, she's heavily involved and have been for some years with New York Fashion Week, the fall and the spring. Okay? You sure you didn't go to Paris? But anyway, then... She's my partner, <laughs> I may have to trim a little bit, but I think my opening was good. And how are you, Michelle? I'm fine, Walter. Thank you so much. Good to be back. Yes, yes, absolutely. Good to be back. So, I got a few questions for you, but I'll let you do most of the talking because I want you to describe to uh, me and the audience how it went this time compared to years back. But anyway, just... To introduce you uh, a little bit more, everybody knows that you're the co-host of the Walt Weekly Podcast, yeah. and uh, and that's yeah. just your you know your, your side. You don't even worry about that. Your day job, one of my titles, right? Right. In titles. your day job, you are a a, a, a hairstylist, all right, and I'm one a tag on celebrity. Job. Just you know, to let people know who you are. <laughs> well, thank you. You're well known in New York City, uh, mm-hmm. so. With that said, uh, let's talk. Let's get to you. Let, tell me a little bit about how the Fashion Week went this week. New York Fashion Week went this fall. Um, I was actually going to make it again. I say this every season, my last season, but um, it's hard to pull away. Definitely, um, this season brought back a lot of memories from when I first started. Mm. So it was uh, one of the, one of the top designers that we did actually hadn't done fashion week in about maybe five or six years. Okay. And they were one of our top, top designers that had um, like incredible epic shows because of the, their designs, um, they basically, their clothes are for rich people. <laughs> they design for a lot of celebrities. Um, but we love doing their shows because it's always like a challenge with the hair. You know, it's always something challenging, something different, something that you won't expect on a on a runway. Okay. So I was looking forward to doing that show. I was glad to see them. They're an Indian designer. Uh, they go by the name of uh, Falguni and Shane. It's a married couple mm-hmm. from India, and their clothes are phenomenal. Like I love doing their hair. Um, their show was actually on nine eleven, and we had actually three shows that same day. So it was hectic because all of the shows kind of clashed mm-hmm. around the same time. So, um, but my first day of Fashion Week wasn't until Saturday, um, September 9th. Um, we had three shows that day as well. <laughs> so um, I did two shows that day. One of the shows I did miss, but the team who was led by Matthew Curtis, who's from London. Um, I've been working with him for about 13, probably like it's over 10 years, but I've been in the industry for New York Fashion Week for 13. Okay. Working with him going on 9-11, I believe it is. So um, they call me OG, which I've said in previous um, interviews. Um, so New York Fashion Week this year was hectic because I am the educator and brand ambassador for the tool sponsor, Olivia Garden. Okay. So now I'm responsible for bringing the product with me and I had to bring the liquid product had to be shipped to me because they needed a U.S. address. The lead lives in London so they had to ship that to me so I had about 46 boxes loaded up in my living room. Oh man. So yeah that was like stressful because I haven't really had those kind of fashion weeks in years you know like so we had 53 stylists working with us hairstylists. That's a lot of styles because 9-11, we had three shows that ran 
you know, simultaneously. So we had to spread the team out. It was like 12 team members on each um, show for that day. Mm-hmm. But um, we had eight shows. Um, I did six of them with Matthew and one show we had with another lead that always uh, collaborated with Matthew to help him on his shows. So the first designer we did was Sun Jung Wan, a Korean, Asian um, designer that was held at, most of the shows were at the gallery at Spring Studio. That's where a lot of shows are held now. They moved on um, quite a few years now from Lincoln Center, Chelsea Pier and Spring Studio. So that show was there. Um, The second show we did was Alice and Olivia, which is another favorite of mine. Her clothes are very colorful. Um, The hair is always um, very feminine, whimsical type hair. Um, She does presentations. It was about 35 models for that show. And that was done in Wall Street. That was the first time um, I did it in that building. It was in Wall Street, uh, right next to Exchange Place. So that was exciting to be in my old territory of working in corporate America literally around the corner from my first job. And so you had all the traders from the New York Stock Exchange. You yes, yeah. we were like a bl- two blocks from the Stock Exchange. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure and some of them were in the audience, blocks. but you were too busy. Most likely, yeah, yeah. We were really busy doing the show. So I didn't really actually get to see the show because we had to rush to another show. That show, I, did, I believe it was like uh, 35 models. The second show was 25 models. And that was back in um, the gallery at Spring Studio. And that show was Liberton, Libertine. I'm not sure if I pronounced it correctly. That show was wonderful. It was a male designer. Um, the Allison Olivia by Stacey Bennett is a female. Sun Jung Wan also. I'm not sure if that's a male or a female designer, but that day, the first day, we had three shows simultaneously. So that was awesome. Um, Monday, uh, September 11th, which you know was hectic, right. getting around the city. Uh, we had a show with MFA Parsons, which is um, School of Design. Um, so they had designers that were graduating, and they do these big shows for uh, emerging designers. Okay. And that show was held at Brooklyn Museum. Mm-hmm. I did not do that show, but I had to deliver the products to them at the Brooklyn Museum. So, you know, that was a nightmare for 9-11. That show, um, I was actually, they actually deleted, it, but I didn't want to lead it because when you have various designers, it's a lot of models. It was like 79 models. Right. Those are the type of shows I don't like to do because they have so many different looks and so many different designers and personalities that you have to deal with. I don't like dealing with those shows. They, you know, I call them the shit shows. So Why is that? they're not really, um, because they're, um, there's too many. It's too many designers, too many models. Um, they're not done on at a uh, on uh, they're called offsite location. So it was done at the, at the Brooklyn Museum. It's not they're not um, you know I, I hate to say it but they weren't like the top of the line shows for me. So I don't like doing shows that um, are new. You know they you know there's too many too many too many people to deal with. I, mean, I just don't like it because it's not organized. Let me ask you this now. Is that something unique that you encountered or is this back to like some type it's of It's always like that every season because you have you have those shows that have that they combine designers and they do one big show and they have like 70 to 80 models because they can't afford to branch out and do their own shows individually so they have like a collaboration. Yeah, okay, okay. And I don't like doing those. Yeah, I don't like to do them. What's the downside of that? Just uh, the traffic? Just the number of people? I know you may have mentioned It's that. the number of people. Um, it's the different looks. You can have up to 20 different hairstyles. Mm. Mm. You know, being lead, you have to, like, deal with each designer. And each designer wants what they want. You know, I've done them before. And I, I just don't like dealing with when they have multiple. I like the one-on-one designer, like one designer for the shows because it's just it gets complex when you have more than that. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, but, it's uh, more complicated. But just let me ask you, mm-hmm. now, for control purposes, with all this going on, there has to be some point of, some point, uh, what you call person, or central point of contact. 
right, that was you. Yeah, right? you have your PR. Well, yeah, well, no. Um, the central point of contact was the lead, Matthew Curtis. So he uh, organizes the team who's going to be on what team for each show. Okay. And we have multiple shows at the same time, so he spreads the team out. And um, I didn't want to do it one because it 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 clashed with the Falgunian Shane show that I wanted to do. Like I'm always on that show, so uh -huh. I didn't want to not. I didn't want to miss that show. Okay. And um. I'm not like, I don't care if I'm the lead or not anymore. I just want to, you know, I'm at the point where I've been in it for so long that I'm not impressed with like being a lead and there's more responsibility as a lead. And, and because I had the responsibility of being an educator and brand ambassador with the product sponsor, right. I, I couldn't, yeah, I didn't want to put that on my plate because I had to travel in every day and drive mm, okay. with the products for each show. So I was transporting you know, the products. I usually do that anyway, but this time it was multiple shows with different people every day. Mm -hmm. So I had to bring the kits for the different people every day. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that was Monday it was three shows. Um, Tuesday I was off, you know, thank goodness. Cause it was exhausting. Um, no, Tuesday I wasn't off. I actually did a show at I had a show at six o'clock. I had to be there at three. It was in Manhattan at the Three West Club, which was a historical building. Oh, that's in Manhattan. Where about I've never been there. Yeah, it was on fifty first street, uh, I believe Fifth Avenue. Oh, okay. And this was a, a, a male designer, um, which is it was a phenomenal show. Victor D'Souza, that's the name of the uh designer, and the show was fantastic. The building was just you know, I like historical stuff, so the building was beautiful. It was old, you know, architect from I think the Lincoln era. Oh, oh geez. Okay. And, you know, yeah, it was from the Lincoln era. They were like, don't put anything on the walls. You can't put tape. You know, it's a very sensitive building. But and they also had a presentation, fashion show, uh, over twenty models. That was a good show. Um, I, you know, I like history, so. I ended up taking the train that day because I didn't have to bring products, and um, it was a it was a really good good show. I mean, the, the clothes were fabulous, but my favorite show was a show that we co-led. Um, Matthew co-led with this uh, other lead, um, Peter Gray, who always asks us to help him. He does one show a year for Bagley Mishka, which is a huge designer. Uh -huh. They had 33 models and it was um, 16 VIP uh, people that were actually in the show. And one of them was Rosanna Scotto. Oh, Fox yeah. News. She's from Fox News, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And Federica, she was a model before Cindy Crawford. She was the first Cindy Crawford, so to speak. And then there was a black model named Coco from the 70s. So he brought back and Coco ended up after I read about it, she actually was the first model for the designer. Ah, and who's the designer when it first again? Came out. Who was the designer? Bagley, Bagley Mishka, and they're 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 known for their shoes and dresses and accessories. Uh, famous designer, you know, Margie, she'll definitely know Bagley Mishka. Mishka is, and they were celebrating thirty five years. Oh, okay. So this show. They usually do it at um, the Spring Studio, but Spring Studio limits you. You, you have like two hours to do the hair and makeup. You do your show for 20. You're out in like less than three hours. So they were restricted. So they moved it to Delmonico's. I know where Delmonico's is. That's right. I used to eat lunch there. You know, I didn't know that that restaurant was closed. They closed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess it was. And be. they reopened it. This was like their grand, grand reopening, and they let. Um, the designer Bagley Mishka have their fashion show there. Yeah. yeah. I had never been in there either. It's beautiful. Oh, it's nice. Well, it's nice. That's a his it's a historical oh, yeah. place too. Yeah, right? That's where the you so, know bosses take you, you know. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Something. So yeah, but we didn't know like what VIP was gonna be there until they came. So my first they were like Michelle do VIP clients. I was like, all right. So I stayed on the VIP side. And a friend of mine, Dana, she came to help okay. me. Okay. Because I needed help with the, the products and everything. So she was a big help. And she did the behind the scenes footage for me and the photos. And she was bringing people to my chair. So the first client, VIP person I had, I had no idea. You know, I don't know who these people are. Okay. 
she sits in my chair, you know, you have to introduce yourself, you know, offer them water, wine or whatever, you know, give them VIP treatment. So I was like, well, what's your name, man? And she was like, my name is Pat Bagley. And I was like, who is Pat Bagley? I mean, you, you like, I don't designer. know. I don't know. I never heard of her. I'm like, no, the name Bagley. So I was like, the designer was Bagley Misha. Oh, okay. So she's related somehow. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to ask her questions. So she was like, well, I helped fund them to get them started. Wow. Imagine what that investment is worth so, now. Right. So I was impressed with her. It was an older woman. She was like, well, you can do whatever you want to do to my hair. So I did her hair. She took pictures with me. It was just exciting. And then the next person I had was another investor. Mm. So, and then the designer came out. I'd never seen him before. Mm -hmm. That was exciting. Okay. It was exciting. So it's two men. And they came mm -hmm. backstage. I'm sorry. So um, they had to check on their VIP. So I thought that was very mm -hmm. exciting that they came back to interact with everybody. And he, he actually spoke to me. He took a picture. Ah, and he was like, okay. you got to, you know, I'm coming back here to make sure you're taking care of my people. He, you know, he was going up to everybody. That's the, that's the designer, right? Was that the, yeah, both the designer? Of them. Both of them. And uh -huh. everybody was like, everybody stopped working. Just wow. And what are their names again? Bagley Mishka. There's two men. Their last right. name, Bagley Mishka. I'll send you the details okay. for it. But it was just right. exciting to be in that. Like, you could, like, I felt like that was like the biggest moment in my fashion career. Okay. I'd like to ask you, is it the same in terms of, and what, what is the duration of fashion with the, uh, this is the fall, it was the fall fashion. Well, no, right? it's actually, yeah, you're, you're going into the next season. So with this February, I'm um, September is uh, spring, summer 24. September. Okay. So when you get to February, it's fall, winter 24. So it's the season for the next, you're doing for the next season. Right. Ah, so this is spring, okay. summer 24 okay. is September. And then February is fall, winter. So you're, you're, you're showing the summer stuff that's coming out, right? In, in September. And then in February, you're showing the fall stuff. And it's twice a year. New yeah, York Fashion fall, Week winter, is I only guess. twice a year because it goes around the world. So from New York Fashion Week, they go to London Fashion Week, then they do Paris Fashion Week, and then they do Milan Fashion Week. It's like a five-month process. Oh, right? okay. So, okay. And how many it, days normally? It used to be seven days. They cut it back. It started Thursday, September 7th, and it ended Wednesday. It ended Wednesday. Um, but I didn't start until Saturday. We didn't have shows until Saturday. So they, they have something called New York Fashion Week calendar, the schedule. And on that schedule, it shows you all of the designers that registered for New York Fashion Week. They may not be at the same locations, but they're on the schedule to say, hey, we're here on this day, that day, you know. So you can, you know, if you're okay. a, um, a buyer, a store buyer, that's why they have the schedule. So the, the media, the buyers, anyone in fashion will know who's 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 showing, who's showcasing, yeah. right? So that's how that works. So, and you have to pay to get on it, on the calendar. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I think that we uh, we spoke about yeah. that in the la in, during your last interview, which is almost three years yeah, ago now. Yeah, yeah. And we did our interview. Yeah, so, I mean. Yeah, imagine yeah, that. Yeah, imagine that. I think this was more exhausting for me because I had to deliver all of the products. And then now, you know, my new venture was, the other job that I have during the day is, you know, and, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. It, it, it was pretty exhausting. You know, even though I took vacation days, I was, st I still work before it and I'm not used to that. Right. So I'm just used to having yeah, my free time yeah. and my schedule when I want it. Yeah. Just, you know, you said, yeah, own, I set my right. own time, but this time yeah. around, you know, and just have, to go. Other... have to go and ask somebody. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, um, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or I just figured, no, it's not because I'm getting older because it's the same work I used to do anyway. It's just the fact that I started another venture, you know, with more hours and, you know, on the go seven days. Right, I understand. It just, like, caught up to me. 
So, and then I had to go to work okay. the next okay. day. So I was, you know, I haven't stopped since. But I must say that this was, um, it just reminded me of back when I uh, first started with Matthew with all the exciting shows that we used to have. It was really good. Okay. Like, okay. I enjoyed it. Got to meet a lot of people, see right, a lot right. of old friends, and it was good. All right, for the benefit of uh, the people with new subscribers or new new audience mm -hmm. that we have, uh, just walk, walk us through, you know, a, a day, your day in a New York National Week. What would a typical day be for you from morning to Stressful and hectic, um, but <laughs> a little more detail. Starting my day, well, the day my day actually starts the night before, right? Prepping, mm -hmm. making sure I have my kit, which my tools are in, making sure I don't forget something, you know, because um, I've learned if I don't do that, because I have multiple bags that I use. I have my salon bag for my clients. I have my agency bag and then I have my New York Fashion Week bag. So each bag caters to something different. My New York Fashion Week bag has more accessories in it that I have to use, right? So I have to make sure that my tools, they give you a list of the supplies that you need, right? So I have to make sure my, my kit is proper the night before because doing it that morning you'll forget something. So I have to make sure that my kit is on point with everything that I need, right? And then okay. I get no sleep, really, because you're anxious. Oh, yeah, of course. You know? That's you're good. anxious for the next day because you're excited about seeing old friends, doing these shows, you know, the photos, seeing the models. I, I did see a few models uh, that I've worked with over the years. It, um, I... Um, it was just great to, you know, knowing that you're going to see these friends that you haven't seen in six months, right? And you're going to work with them. Okay. So that's 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 the psyche part of it. It's like prepping and, and stressful and knowing, hey, I got like three shows today. I have to bounce around, you know. Calculating also parking, you know, because I, I drive. Mm. Um, getting there, getting stuck in traffic, rushing, getting to the to the location, waiting to get be let in, getting your, your credentials, right? These are like all of the steps that you have to wait for. Me lugging everything okay. on the cart, right? Parking my car. You know, it, it was just like a stressful time. But then, boom, when you get there, you got to set up your table with your kit. It has to be perfect because with all of the sponsored products, because they're taking photos, right? Then okay. he does okay. a hair test on one model. And then after the hair test, and you better catch it, you better watch and listen. Got to go get a model, get that model done, and in a certain X Y Z time, you have like maybe 10, 15 minutes to get that model done, right? Then you have models that are late because they have other shows that they're coming from, so they're not on time. And then you have like three or four people working on that model to get it done. You got the hairstylist, two hairstylists on a makeup person on her face. And you got the manicures doing her feet and her, her nails. So it's just a rush. And then when you're getting close to the time where they have to pull the models for uh, um, like a walkthrough, right? A test walkthrough and fittings. And then when the show comes, when, when we get them ready for the runway, the cleanup crew is there throwing you out at the same time. Because <laughs> they got to oh, get ready for, for the, the next, next show. show. Right. So they're like, uh, and okay, I mean, literally, okay. they will put your stuff in a room where you don't, even, you know, anybody can steal it. So they tell you, move your stuff into the dressing room where the models are. So um, that is stressful because you, you're not thinking about all these things. You want to make sure you pack up all your gear. You got to throw it in your bag. It's not even organized right for you to be to the next show. Mm -hmm. So just keeping yourself organized, keeping yourself on the ball. Listening to, oh, you got 10 minutes, you got five minutes, you got two minutes, you have no time now, and now you have to get out. And then, you know, before they go on the runway, you're prepping, you know, you have to touch them up. So that's stressful right. too, it's hectic. Um, media is not allowed uh, backstage for the runway. They're allowed backstage while you're working, 
right? So you have all these media people taking pictures, you know, in your way, on top of you, you know, and if the space, I mean, in the spring studios, you have plenty of space to work, but the restaurants, you don't, right? The other locations, you don't. Mm -hmm. It's tight, you know, the media people could be walking around you trying to get that perfect shot. So it's, you know, that's, it's very hectic. And then you finish that show and you race into another show. That's hectic. That's stressful. Because you got, you're on the clock. You know, half of the team is already there. The other half is stuck because we have to do touch-ups. And then when you finish, the show is finished. You got to rush to the next show. And then your day is over. And you start back the next day with all of that. The next day. So basically, yeah, no sleep, this, no though. sleep. <laughs> Was, was, there any, was there anything unique this year? In reference to what, to, uh, hair or just designer? Um, the hair, yeah, I anything mean, the that, hair, that, that, you know, to be honest, all of the styles that we did do, I've seen them before. Like, we've done them before because Matthew, oh, okay. you know, everything comes back. You know, the trends come back. You know, nothing stays the same. Um, being creative is difficult. It depends on what the um, designer wants. You know, we did do one show to my Falguni uh, and Shane, we did do um, extensions, braided extensions in the hair, like a French right, French braid, right. and we had to add hair to it. So that was interesting because you know, on um, Caucasian hair, the hair is a little slipperier. You know, you don't have a grip. Mm. You know, ethnic hair, okay. you have that grip; it holds. You know, on Caucasian hair, All the right. hair slides out if it's not you know braided into it properly. So oh, okay. yeah, it's a big difference okay. in. The textures. Um, Wanted to to just get an idea, a sense of if you got all of these. I mean, the previous day, you say you look at a schedule. Yes, you get your or schedule to do the day before. Something a mm -hmm. guide. Right? Yeah, to give you a guide. And then does it drill down to how many people you got to? Yeah, how many it models actually you got tells to? you how many models, and um, they go by what it is. Is that after they do a hair test, which is before the show. That's with the lead. The lead has to do a hair test to know exactly what style they're getting done. But sometimes even at the show, that might change. But most of the time, it doesn't. So they do a hair test. They tell them, hey, this is what the hairstyle is. Depending on how difficult the hairstyle is, according to the number of models, if you have 20 models, um, one person right. should be able to do two. So if you have 20 models, you need 10 hairstylists, right? Or ah, if, it's, okay. if it's a difficult okay. hairstyle... You may need more, so it's all according to the hairstyle and the number of models for the styles that are going to be present. Okay. And you won't know that okay. until after okay. he does the hair test. And then even then, when you're so busy, because we were so busy, we didn't get the schedule. We knew the schedule. We just didn't know what show we were going to be on until the night before. So that's uh, okay. another stressful thing. Does the model know? Does it, I mean, when they walk in, the model walks in and sits down. Mm -hmm. or, or are you restyling their hair? Yeah, are you we going with what they already no, have? Totally restyling. Like doing a couple a total of the girls have to take them to the bathrooms to wash their hair because they have like gel or something uh -huh. from the previous show because these models are doing shows all around the city. And it, they're like going from show to show, show to show. So if they just can't, like if we, like you're the first, if you get them in the morning, you have a design in the morning, you're getting that model fresh, right? If you have a show in the evening, she done mm -hmm. did two or three shows, right? So you don't know what's okay. in She got hairspray, okay. she got gel. You don't know what's going to be in her hair. Sometimes there's where we have to wash it out. We have to take them to the bathroom and wash it out. And then you got to blow dry it and all yep. that? Or that just, dry it. You have right. a process. It's a process. Okay. So, um, yeah, that could take even longer. All right, and without you know getting into the uh, into the tall grass, mm -hmm. you know, or going down a rabbit hole. All right, what if a model comes to you? All right, you automatically check your sheet and say, okay, all right, uh, model mm -hmm. A, this is what she's getting. Yes. Or there is a there is you know, a um, a guy. They have no say. Not the right? model. No, it's the designer, right? Okay. So they have um, they, okay. when they do the fittings stuff like that, um, they know. So when you do the hair test, they have the fittings as well, right? So the, the designer knows how they want the model's hair, that model's hair. They have pictures of them. We have like um, graphs. They have like um, storyboards, right? And each, there's a model, ah, okay. the picture yeah. of them. Um, 
and they're in the, the outfit at the fitting, they showed them what they're wearing, their hair accessories, anything that um, that model needs for that day is on that storyboard, right? Um, he also okay. will say, okay. you know, if you have, say, for instance, an African-American model and she has an Afro, he'll say, you know, he wants her to stay natural, right? Um, the other okay. models, if they have like various hairstyles, they'll have it on that storyboard. This model gets a ponytail. This model gets by, you know, waves. This model gets this, that, and the other. So it's already pre-done. So when that model sits there, you ask them their name, or you can have it where they're all getting the same look, right? The same hairstyle. Uh, or, okay. you know, like I said, okay. like the 79 models at that show, they, you know, they had a list of what the model was getting. So they have control. Mm, it's, okay. it's already like pre-controlled, pre pre-organized of what that model is getting and what their look is going to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you're on the clock. Right, you're on the so clock. You, you, don't need, you know, the model can't say, right. oh, you know, do me, you know, give me a ponytail. It's not like that. It's already pre-done what they're getting. They already have it on the schedule, on the storyboard, what they're getting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, you guys, uh, you have night shows? Oh, yeah. Or the only night show, the day, I, well, I did two night shows. One was on uh, at the at the 351 Club in, on Madison Avenue. And the, uh, the second one, that show, we had the, you know, you have a call time, so we had to be there at three. The show was at six, so we had three hours to get 33 models, including uh, VIP people, together by not even six. We had to be done at like um, 5.45 so the models could get dressed. So that was okay. the evening show. Okay. That Thanks. lasted, um, gosh, when I left, it was, it was after six. It was before seven. I, that was like a party, so I saw the photos and everything the next day. <laughs> um, but when I did come out, photographers was all over Delmonico's. Uh, they were outside. But those are photographers oh. that don't have press credentials. They can't get in. Oh, yeah, they're right. outside the so building. I was okay. like, oh, you're not going to okay. take my picture? Me and my friend was like, hey. You know, they were like, oh, you know, when you see something, you're like, oh, it's not the models. You know, they were mad that it wasn't the models. But I saw pictures and the models ended up going outside in front of the Monaco's where they were able to take the photo. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, their Monaco's. That was kind of yeah, cool definitely. that they came outside to um let the other photographers get footage of them in front of it. It was it was really um nice from the pictures. But I did stay a while, you know. That was the only show that fed us all day, gave us wine and had an open bar and real like meal. It was a real meal. I was like, oh boy, it really celebrated yeah. yeah. 35 years. It was just um it was an exciting show. I you know I was proud of the um the lead for that for that day, Peter Gray and Matthew who helped him. And that was Matthew's last day in New York. He was going back to London. So he always like finishes off his New York Fashion Week with him. And um it was a great show, you know. It was a great show, you know. Oh, excellent. excellent. So, um, I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. The, the only issue that I have is, you know, I like the diversity now with the models. There's more black models, right? But not, not, not the stylists at all. So I was the only black. Wait a minute, now I was back the up. Only black stylists. You know, just just say that again. Maybe I'm, I don't want with the, the exception audience, of the 79 models for that show. They had more. That show was um, black-dominated models for the '79 models. So they they drafted like the night before. They drafted some black hairstylists for that show. Okay, and that's another reason why they wanted me to be lead because it was um, uh, Afro hair. They call it Afro hair, and um, they wanted braids, so they needed people that knew how to braid. But the thing of it is, the other show I was doing was braids as well. So. But um, my team, yeah, I'm mm. still, but I know how to fit in. Like, I'm comfortable enough not to feel insecure, right? With my craft, with my skill, with my time, with my experience, and my longevity with them. You know, I'm not, like, you know, sometimes um, when you're in situations yeah. like that, do you feel comfortable enough to feel like you belong, right? So belonging, I just learned that in a, a workshop, uh -huh. you know, I never realized 
or could put it in words that belong. Do you know? Do you feel like you belong, right? So I, you know, I yeah, feel yeah, comfortable yeah. with my lead. You know, it's just seeing different styles every season, where it's not diversified. I'll say it that way. It's not. I'm the only black on. I see. I see. Yes. Well, at one point it wasn't, you know, when I was controlling, uh-huh. not controlling, but helping him get stylists. I would bring in, you know, my friends from Philly, you know, good stylists. It wasn't just any, any old stylists right. I was bringing in. I was bringing experienced people in and, you know, that changed, you know, I'm not going to broadcast it, but um, to say the least, you know, that's what they want. Like we are not backstage still. Still. And it's not because it's because that's the way they do it. Like, it's, you know, whoever gets the team, that's what they're doing. They're just bringing in. Maybe they don't know any black stylists. I don't know. I don't want to assume that it's racist, but it's just happening too often. It's happening too often. You call them when you you have a lot of black models. I don't think that's fair. You could call these girls when you don't. So I think that's another reason why I'm getting tired of Fashion Week because there's no diversity. But if I leave, you know, if I walk away because of that, what I'm just giving up on it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't want. I don't want to. Yeah. No, I'm I mean you, changer, you. You. So. You are a. Yeah, I'm a pioneer. You are a pioneer. Been there, you know, you know pioneer. my uh, you my respect for, me for yeah, exactly. my family. So, like one, uh, the Tuesday show, the 12th, I wasn't on it. I was on it and then I got removed from it. Right. So I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. So Matthew uh right, did yeah. the two shows on 9-11. He was like, Miss, you, you coming tomorrow, right? I was like, No, that's my day off. He was like, What you mean that's your day off? I said, I was on the show and then I got removed. And he was like, No, you're on the show. I said, Okay, well, you need to talk to your people. And I got back on the show. Mm. Well, who mm-hmm. made that decision? I mean, the person under the Matthew? The one that or... does his schedule. No. And, and they give you a reason? No. Or they, no they were over capacity or under capacity? Or... I was just off. It wasn't one of those type of things? And Matthew Matthew was like, he said it. Put really? After back all on these years? And just... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have wow. to. I'm not insecure like well, that. I don't need to be on all the amazing. Shows. You know, but then I was, I was cut. I was actually, no, out of the seven shows, the I was views, only on right? three. And then he was like, I was like, well, how are you going to get your product? Hmm. I'm not coming to these shows just to deliver product. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, and second yeah, of all, I'm supposed yeah, to be I'm on the shows you. because I'm the educator and brand ambassador, even if I'm not working. If I'm, if I'm not even doing here, I'm supposed to be there anyway to make sure right. the products are being utilized properly and seen and then you're not using other products you're not supposed to right. because they're right. sponsoring so they expect to see me at these shows anyway the brand the educator and brand ambassador is supposed to be at every show and that i didn't really like rub it in on them because i didn't care to okay. be at every show like one of them was at eight in the morning i wasn't getting up and then they changed the time to 7 a.m <laughs> and then Right. And the fortunate thing, right, right. The fortunate thing was the people that was on that show already had tools and products. So I didn't really need to be there. But I know they all had it. So I think it was one show that one person didn't have product. And I was like, she's going to have to wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, if she's on tomorrow's show, she'll get a kit. But I'm not breaking my neck to come to bring it for one person. I'm not doing nah. that. So, yeah, the show was like seven in the morning. They changed the call time. The call time originally was 8 o'clock, and the night before, they changed it to 7. Wow. So, that, you know, Fashion Week is unpredictable. Okay. You know, anything can change. Anything can happen at any moment. So, but yeah, I'm supposed to be, because I'm the brand ambassador and educator, but they don't know that. Like, I have to stress it that, you know, I'm supposed to be actually at every show. Yeah, but there, isn't there some type of communication that goes out and everybody looks at it and says, okay, yeah, you know, Michelle yeah, is yeah, here. Yeah, there blah, 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 is, blah. you know, right. Matthew had did the list and he had me basically on every show. 
And then she sent the list out again, and I, my name was removed. And I'm like, okay, I, I just took it as a day off, to be honest. I took it as a day off. I was like, I don't care. And then, you know, Matthew was like, I'm going to see you tomorrow, Mitch. And I was like, no, I got pulled off of the show. He fixed that right away. Okay. He's like, no, I need you. I need you. I want you on this show. So I was like, that's how I got back on it. But um, all the other ones I was on. Um, but yeah, you know, um, you know, I, I'm like at the point I don't even care. Matthew's a great guy. I just feel like, you know, people under him are just, you know, power tripping. Oh well, you know, that, that, that happens everywhere. You know, that's why I said it's okay because now I'm the brand ambassador, educator, like. You can't even get the tools without me now. Yeah, so, that's it. You got your power. You leverage. You I'm the I'm the direct connect with right. it. You know, I mean, he can like when he's in London, he gets the London um, Olivia Garden will sponsor him. So they don't really need me, but who's going to hold the products for him? Mm. You know, they have to send the products two weeks before the show. Okay, but y'all don't have competition. You know, it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of planning. Y'all guys don't have competition like, you know, how we used to have when we were working, you know, I'm better than you, you know, my work, you know, I I am the best at what I do. I mean, when you walk in there into that that uh that dressing room, well not the dressing room, but mm-hmm. where you do your hair. I don't, uh Yeah, the behind the scenes. Yeah, the behind yeah. the scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you do you do you feel you had mentioned earlier you know, whether you belonged or not. But why would you question your you know whether you belonged or not. You've been out there for a number of years. What have you seen? Not that, that I don't yourself? belong. It is it's I'm referring to belonging and uh, with a white group and being the only black person there. Like I get the respect, but like I kind of felt like, you know, people like, who is she? You know? Oh, you get no okay, I'm okay, very, okay, okay. I yeah, you. I'm very like um narcissistic when it comes to fashion week i'm like a control freak when it comes to certain things like especially with the brand because that's me like i'm i'm representing the brand and um i have um seniority right right so i i kind of think i kind of demand the respect because of that okay and if i don't feel like doing a model i'm not going to do it that's just I'm OG, and you know if I don't I don't want to do it. I tell Matthew like no nope, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean <laughs> you know so I think kind of like a sport brat and like when new people come in they don't know who I am. Like old you know oh I could uh, one show we did it was uh, this makeup artist he's a, actually a hairstylist too a black guy came up from Florida you know everybody travels from right. all over. I'm, you know, mostly most of the time I'm like the only New Yorker on the team. So I didn't know he was going to be on the makeup team for the show. And he texted me. He was like, hey, Mitch, you know, I'm on the makeup team on the show you're doing. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen him in like five years. So it was like a reunion for us. And also he worked under Matthew, too. Okay. So that's when I was said, I said, Matthew, you need to bring the whole team back together, you know, for a reunion. Oh, okay. Like, okay. You know, just. Maybe a season, maybe September season, just call everybody. Hey, you know, we'd like to just bring the whole team back. We got team from people from Switzerland that came, that comes up, um, Spain, New Orleans, like just all over the country and all over the world that we've worked with that, that have worked with us for years. And when I posted something, a girl from New Orleans was like, you guys need to have a stylist reunion at a fact I said that would be fabulous yeah you know and I told Matthew I said you know we train these people for years and then you know eventually people stop coming because it's expensive that's another thing I didn't address that these people are coming they're paying their own way oh this that's the stylist they're coming yeah they're not getting yeah they're not getting paid the only one that gets paid is the lead I'm not getting paid for that I, I get something from Olivia Garn because I'm right, educated right, brand right, ambassador right. Right, but those stylists, like one girl comes from Canada, and she um she has to save. They save their money all year round just for this. 
Right, so, but what is the attraction? Well, of course, New York Fashion Week is an attraction. I mean, that's self-explanatory, right? The attraction, I think, is that you're getting out of the, your day-to-day salon, right? You're building your portfolio as well, right? You're working with these um, high-end um, designers. Like, these are some big shows. That you're getting exposure with, you get these Getty photos. Right, right. Your portfolio, you you know, they a lot of people just want to say they were at New York Fashion Week, even if they didn't do here, right? So, New York Fashion Week is iconic. Okay, okay, I, talking, okay, okay. You know, you don't know who you're going to see in the industry. You don't know what celebrities going to be in the audience that, you know, or backstage. They come backstage, they want their hair done. You don't know what. Is going to happen. Right. That's the unpredictability the about the, it. You know, right, so unpredictable. Right. The excitement of it. I, I prefer doing Fashion Week over doing a photo shoot, right? A photo shoot, you're the only hairstylist. Okay. Right. All eyes on right. me at the at the photo shoot. All eyes on me. Make sure I don't make mistakes. Make sure you know the hair is right. Photo shoots is um. It's not like Fashion Week, but it's photo shoot the chick. The look, they can have three different looks, right? Three different hairstyles. There's no no audience or um, press. You know, it's more pressure when you're doing a photo shoot than yeah, it's just you and Fashion Week is hectic. All right. Yeah, it's just me and, and the designer, the one photographer, right. the one makeup artist, right? When you have fashion where you got a million hairstylists, you know, it's a lot of hairstyles, a lot of makeup artists, photographers, news, you know, uh, bloggers. It's just anybody could be in that room and you never know. They could be watching you take your picture and you get a write-up. Okay. So that's the excitement about it. And, and the hectic, the hectic um, environment. Um, uh, you know, it was good to see um, this model I used to work with on uh uh, photo shoots with for years, and she finally got picked up with an agency. Finally got picked up with a with an agency, a modeling agency. Beautiful black girl. She looks about twenty five, and she's thirty five years old. Cause that's how long she's been modeling for, like uh, maybe ten years, and she never got picked up. Or oh, that's like the Morris agency and and those. Yeah, the modern like like Muse Muse agency. That's the popular one. M U S. That's a popular agency. They look for uniqueness about you, something different. You know, like I I saw this male model. They picked him because he had tattoos all over his body. Mm. You know, it's like your uniqueness that they look for. You know, you can only have one Iman, right? One what? Now, did you say that again? Iman. The model Iman that was married to David Bowie. Oh, oh, Iman. Oh, okay, okay, right? okay. So once she retired, there's another one that looks just like her. You know, Somalians all look yeah, alike. Yeah, yeah. So there's one model, and then there was another model that looked like Iman. You know what they right. told her? We already have one Iman. Oh, we so they they, they categorize them. You can't have the, two of them because they look alike. They, they look put, alike. They put them in silos, but that's not right. It's not, but you can't tell the difference between them. Hmm. So you can't have two. I know. Right? Somalian. Anybody from Somalia, they all look yeah, alike. Yeah, but there's the distinctions. Once you, you know, you spend some time. Yeah, and... no, I didn't see any. This girl was a splitting image of Iman. And then there was another model. I was like, you know, you look like Iman. She's like, yeah, but I can't get picked up because they got ah, Okay. Right? So you have to have some but kind what's of the, What's the unique characteristic about Iman? I mean, for the audience. Her features. Like what? Describe. Describe her Iman for me. She has that that Somalian forehead, the nose, the mouth. It's just her distinct characteristics. What about the hair? It was different. All right. Well, you can't tell with the hair because she's always in a a wig or a wig. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. I've never seen her natural hair, but it's the distinct features. Of her look, her you know, her African right, heritage. Right, right, right. Right? The Somalian look. And those people have d- different features, even though they all look alike. I should say that about her. Yeah. She has certain characteristics. She's just, it's a be- beautiful. I mean, Idris... Elba. Um, Elba, yeah. Elba. I like him. His wife is Somalian. You can see. Mm. 
She's from I've never seen his wife. And her mother is, oh, she's beautiful. Okay. And she looks just like her mother. Do you know that Idris Elba is Sierra Leonea? Yes. You know? Yeah. I did. Yeah, that's Marjorie folks there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Marjorie's people. Right, right, right. Yeah, so. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They have unique features. So Iman always had a unique feature. And when she would, re- I mean, she's not officially retired, but she's not like runway model. No, sure. anymore, so no. they needed a she does what she wants to do when she wants to do it. That's probably. Yeah, when she wants yeah. to do it. And um, so, yeah, they have, it's hard. The industry is very difficult to get in for us. And you got to be like almost seven feet tall on top of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, them, those models are like Amazons. Like they're, tall. they're over six feet, I guess. They're huh? really tall. They're over six feet. Yeah. So you have to be really right. tall. He's taller um, than me. Mm-hmm. It was weird because today I was um, at work and they're doing a show with a, a fashion show with a local um, artist out here. It's like a, a single release party and he's combining it with a fashion show. So these models are talking, you know, and I'm listening. They didn't know I was in fashion. And they're speaking, you know, with these local shows that they do. And I was like, so my boss was like, you know, Michelle's into, you know, fashion. And they're like, oh, really? You know, they're like looking at me like, what's she know about that? <laughs> so I started talking. They were like, oh, you know, how do we get? I said, I don't, you know, I don't do off-site shows. Like, these are shows that are, are big yeah, yeah, designers. Yeah. And, like, they do, like, local designers. So I said, you know. I don't work with local designers, not to discriminate against them because you got to start yeah. somewhere. But I just told them I don't do local shows. Mm-hmm. I don't do local shows because it's too much drama. They're not organized. They don't have a budget for anything. You know, you get water. <laughs> <laughs> they feed you. Well, even the big time designer, I've been to shows where they just give you granola bars. Like they don't want the models to eat. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I, it was a good season. I know I'm still trying to come down off of it, I'm, you know, because I went straight back into the salon. It's exhausting, but um, I think uh, uh, my goal, um, I'm thinking, is to get into PR and maybe sponsorship more than hands-on with doing hair. Ah, uh-huh, so you're pulling back, you're looking at other... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of outgrowing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of outgrowing it. I, I still like, you know, putting my hand... If I do one model, I'm cool. You know, I don't need to do four and five models okay. just okay. to be on, you know, get the camera picture with it. Like, I, I passed that. If I get one model, I'm cool. Okay. All you right. Know? So I, I think um, it's more on the business side of it that I, I pretty much want to do. On the executive side, that's where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Within that right. industry. And I, I'm leading into it anyway because I'm like, I get the sponsorship. So. Yeah. It's a big responsibility. Absolutely. Okay. And organizing all of that stuff on top of it is a lot of work. My husband's like, this is not a story. <laughs> I know he was, I would have been up a little uh, ticked off too. Uh, all I these said, boxes. you know, it's only for a week. Yeah, yeah I have 40 yeah. boxes, literally 46 boxes a month, but it's only for a week. Yeah. So, How know, big are the boxes? Well, you know, they two by two? Two feet by two feet? No, they no, they were uh, What the weight? Wait, uh, how much is one box weigh? They were heavy. They were heavy because they were blow dryers. You had yeah, like equipment in there. there. Six yeah, blow dryers. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're okay. tools. It's tools. They're heavy. no joke. They were heavy. So, no. And then I have to go through each box and set up the kits per person. Really? Mm-hmm. So you have the dryers, the curling irons, the flat irons, your brush kits, brush comb. The brush combs and the tools like um, were in one bag. Right. And then you have your electricals coming. You know, they're not going to open up the box. They just send you a whole box of electricals. Right. It's like six in a box. Mm-hmm. So at the show, I have to distribute it. Okay. Each person gets one dryer, one curling iron, one flat iron, one tool kit. Okay. Right. So you got to make sure, you know, people are like going in the boxes. You can't go in the box. I have these designated for certain people. It's a kit. You can't just take a curling iron and say you only need a curling iron. Or you need an extra one. You can't do that. Like these these are designated. So that was another challenge with people taking products that, you know, didn't belong to them. Okay. All right. So I'm going to end this so, interview with. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, it was good. So 
fashion week was great. I had, you know, some really good designers. I'm looking forward to next like I'm <laughs> looking forward to, over to over next to the spring one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I, I prefer September than February because you know February. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know what you're gonna get. <laughs> it's right. harder to travel right. in. Yeah, it's harder to travel in, okay. man. It ain't no joke. But yeah, I had it was successful, you know. Um it's another year to add to my uh resume. Okay, excellent, <laughs> excellent. You know, it's kind of uh Different interviewing you now because you are you know the co-host mm -hmm. of the show, so it's kind of hard for me yeah. or unique, you know, interviewing you. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's why you hear me going, okay, yeah, because I know exactly what you're talking about. I want the audience to know what's right. going on. What I don't right. know anything about right. fashion week, but I'm you know. Right. Yeah, I would like to push for really. I keep saying it for diversity and. The stylists, you know, they they want it with the um, models getting it diversified, but teams are not. And I'm seeing right. a lot. But that's a good cause to champion, you know. Oh, what I did not mention, um, someone I used to, she's a stylist. I used to work with her. She used to work with Matthew getting us tools sponsored before. I hadn't mm -hmm. seen her in a while. And we were on the same show. She posted something for a different show. They did a boycott. They walked out really? on the show. She took the hairstylist and the makeup artist and they walked out because they didn't get paid. I can't blame her for that. And I'm like, wait, I normally shows you get paid after the show. But she, I think because she put the production team together, she was supposed to get paid. She walked out with the hair and makeup artist during the show. Mm. Right. For prepping. Right, right. So the designer had nothing. No hairstyles, no makeup on. Wow. And I meant to follow up with her on that, but I didn't. What a situation? Because she said, you know, she did say in the video that she's tired of these designers not paying these people. They're protesting. Yeah, you can't blame them. You know? Mm -hmm. But I know um, Tressa May, they do pay the stuff. Okay. Because they're the official sponsor for New York Fashion. Okay. Yeah, so that was that was something different to see that somebody was actually boycotting and walked out on the show. I couldn't believe that one. I was like, "Wow, they just left that designer ass." So out. you didn't have any other people to do hair or any stylist that that team. Um, if you walk, if you show up right, if you show up for a show at your call time, and they walk out, you have nothing. Oh man, no makeup. But also, you you might be starting a trend for for a designer. He probably said, okay, we could just go natural. <laughs> <laughs> no makeup. Right, right. Right? Yeah, I mean, you make adjustments, you know. You, know? you might have started a trend. I'm just, I don't know what designer it was. I'm just curious to know which one it was because that was interesting to see that your hair and makeup team walked out and left you dry. Yeah. That's new. That's new. Yeah. That's All something right. new. Yeah. But I'm like, if you're not unionized, you can't say much anyway. You can walk out if you want to. Well, it depends, you know. But, you know, if you don't mm -hmm. have, like, her team walked out, but no other teams walk out, then she has nothing. No more than, okay, I walked out on this show. All right. There need to be some type of, mm -hmm. you know, uh, some yeah, like unified you, you effort, don't just I have guess. Hair and makeup. That's the term. Yeah, it's just not hair and makeup. It's manicure, right. it's stylists. Production team, you know, it's a big. So a when big you got a team, what is a team a usually comprised of? I know it has a high stylist, uh, makeup artist, uh, makeup, pedic yeah, manicurist, um, uh, stylist that are dressing the, right. the models, um, production to make sure the show goes smoothly, keep the schedule going. Um, who else? Uh, they have to hire a caterer. Um, you need a, a beverage sponsor, water uh -huh. sponsor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot. Production alone is a lot. Yeah. And everybody's not getting paid. Everybody from the top down to the bottom is not getting paid. Like the top may be getting paid, but the people at the bottom, they're mostly they're they're like volunteers. Wow. They should get something, so, don't you? What think? are they walking out on? Volunteering. You get a 
maybe a meal. <laughs> That's all you think you would give them if you if the shoe was on the other product, foot. You and you the designer and, and, and you. No, I would I would try to seek sponsorship to pay people because I know I've been okay. I've been there before. Well, you sound like yeah. an ideal candidate said, to make you know, change yeah, within I, the industry. You know, right, right. Only on you know when you're doing a photo shoot, you get that. You get the yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Because it's small, it's a smaller team, smaller right. production. When it's a larger production, they can't pay everybody. There's no way. Well, I think There's the, no the size. Well, pay. I can think anything I know because you know the business much better than me, so I really can't make yeah. any. They hire interns to do a lot of the stuff. They okay. hire interns. Okay. So, and these interns are actually people that are looking to be designers or stylists, right? So. Intern. Well, I understand. I've been an intern. You know, you don't get paid; you get experience, yeah. right? Right. Right. Yeah, experience. I can see that. But exactly. the hairstylist, the thing of it is, like another thing that I think I touched on in the past shows, hairstylists. Um, now some some are paying to be on team. Well, then. I'm not going to pay somebody to work for free. Wow. That don't make sense to me. But it depends on what you're looking for. But it's your objective. Because your object? they're so desperate to be on the show. No, because they're desperate to be on the show and they don't know anybody. Like one girl, I always get these DMs right, right. before fashion, like a couple of weeks before. Because people research, they've never been on fashion week, right? At fashion week, they'll Google fashion week stylists. And then most of the time, my article okay. comes up. So they'll look me up. They're not following me on any of my social medias, but they're DMing me to ask to be my assistant. Mm -hmm. How do I get in fashion? Some people I've helped, and now I don't help anybody because they don't even come back and say, hey, Michelle, thank you. I got on this show. Maybe you can get on the show too. They're not even asking if I need to be mm -hmm. on the show. No, I see. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm giving you information. You don't even come back, right? You're not grateful, you know, say, hey, Michelle, I got on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Did you get on any shows? Maybe you can get on this show. That don't even come back to me. So another time a girl, got, she did get back to me. She told me she paid to get on the show. And I said, guess what? You just got ripped off. <laughs> Scammers everywhere. They ripped her off because <laughs> it was a scam. When she I said, send me the details. And I looked at it. I said, that's a scam. And sure enough, she was so upset they scammed her. And I said, you paid somebody to be on the show. If it's not coming directly from the lead, because some leads do charge for you to be on the show, but this was through a website. Uh, they had this fake website that they made and they were hiring, paying, you know, ha hiring people to be on the team, but you had to pay to be a part of the team. I said, if somebody's asking you to pay to be on the team, you need to run the office. Wow. Wow. She lost fifteen hundred dollars. Wow! But she did get to go. She did get so the, to do the, the, the like She did work on it. No, no, she didn't get nothing. They they got her that, money. Yeah. This was a fake website. I said, if it's not the New York Fashion Week website, don't look at anything mm -hmm. else. Well, people should know that. Yeah. But some people do pay to be on top top shows because you pay the fifteen hundred dollars. You're guaranteed to be if they're legitimate. You're guaranteed to be on all of their shows. Oh, okay. You can pay to play. Well, you get right. You pay. You can pay to play. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. But I ain't paying nobody. If I got to pay you to be on your team, I'm done. Yeah, I'm well, you know, you're seasoned and, and you know you're, you're reputable. Yeah, but, I'm not um, doing that. I never. I will never pay somebody to work for free. That's crazy. Yeah, but you got people out there trying to. I guess, or uh, get their brand name out there and this and that to figure association with these shows. Yeah, they're desperate so. and and they don't know like Fashion Week is different from salon work. It's not the same. It's challenging. Well, I, it's I challenging. think that, you know, with the up and coming stylists and new people entering the field, you know, you got to mm -hmm. watch out. And, and But you but you throw it out there or it's truth. Yeah. And people should take note of that, that there yeah. are people looking to scam you regardless. Yeah, yeah. You know? If you're mm -hmm. working for free. Mm -hmm. Right. They take advantage. Yeah, they take advantage of you. And, you know, a lot of the styles that I've, I've worked with, they're all roommating. or they, they have these, you know, those hotels they have now. They have bunk mm. beds now. Where you could, like, literally it looks like a, a, a oh, cruise cabin. Okay, okay. 
where they rent it to people that come, you know, they know they just right. need it for short term. Fashion week. So my friend from Canada, she did that. And then um, she ended up staying at a friend the other half of the week because she couldn't afford it. Oh, man. You know, they, they, and they raised the prices during fashion. Of course. Week. Of course. So if you don't book it way in advance, and they they mostly stay at the same hotel all the time. Every time when they come back to New York, it's always the same hotel. Okay. Okay. So all right. So, you know, it's expensive for them. They got to eat. Oh, in New York City is one of the most expensive places Ubers. in the world. They got to take Ubers every year. I was like, you're getting stuck in traffic. You might as well get a metro car. Yeah, but that's overwhelming for people that are not familiar with the system. You know that. That they're, are not from they're here. They're being a yeah. They had to do it for the Brooklyn Museum show because everybody was oh, in there. I see. But they took the train that day. They were like, oh, the train is Oh, crazy. yeah. They get with somebody that knows the train. You know what I mean? Or they, get, they got the time. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah, I just recall yeah. my days when I first started taking yeah. the train. It was nerve-wracking, you know? I was wound up mm-hmm. in the Bronx, man. When the train came above ground, wow. I thought but, we you were know, in New Jersey. So, yeah. Listen, that night, that... Uh, the night, the Tuesday night I had to be in Manhattan, it was actually near Lau's job. He was waiting for me, but I was like, you know, I'll take, I'll, don't worry, just go ahead, I'll, I'll meet you home. I went <laughs> uptown. I was on 72nd Street. I was like, oh, crap, I had to get off. I said, I hope this yeah, goes over, yeah. you know, around where I don't have to come outside yeah. and go back up. And I said, I didn't even pay attention. That I was going in the uptown train. Yeah, it was one of those platforms where you got up downtown and uptown on the same platform. It's just which one you take, right? Seventy yeah. second Street was the one I got well, on. Really was, messed you out of it. I thought it. I I oh, I messed up. I called him. I was like, "Yo, I went uptown." Oh my goodness! <laughs> my goodness! So I got home like a half an hour later. All right, so But you know, you're exhausted. That's what happens when you're okay. All right. So anyway, I want to wrap this up, Michelle, by saying thank you for taking the time to share this experience with us. Thank you. For you know, we'll do it again. Hopefully, yeah, we do the spring one, the one mm-hmm. that they have in mm-hmm. February. You'll be back in the capacity yes. of a guest, or, you know, instead of a co-host, duty that you have. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we're looking for February. Yeah. You come back and tell us what happened it. with that, right? Okay. Definitely. All right, Michelle Sweeney McCombs, uh, New York hairstylist. Episode being and the co-host, co-host yeah. of the New York of the Walk <laughs> Weekly. She wears many hats, people. Mm-hmm. She wears many hats, and uh, many um, hats, personally, man. got twenty jobs. Ah, yeah, what happened? <laughs> um, <laughs>